I almost did right there to give some butt riff. But I almost went, Would you like something before your bunghorn? But I, I did not do that. I, I mean, I just did. You did. But. But you didn't then. I did. But you did didn't now. Do it then. Yeah. So I, I guess I can actually be serious about the, the intro now. <laughs> you know what I hate, Josh? What do you hate? Freaking Nazis. Na- oh, yeah? And, mm-hmm. and socialists mm-hmm. and communists and capitalists and pretty much everybody. Oh. Well, all right then. No, not really. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I just, you know, it, it's like I, I don't have a funny bit. Okay. I'm just like, you know what? I hate. People who stand on my lawn, <laughs> boy, does that grind my gears. <laughs> yes, yes, there you what's, go. What's what's the deal with socialists? <laughs> That's my terrible Jerry Seinfeld. I like it. Uh, what's the deal with democratic socialism? <laughs> well, it's a terrible idea. That's the problem. There is no real idea behind it. It's just socialism, and they threw democratic in front of it. There you go. I'm I'm waiting for something to like hit me, and I and I can't to do like a, a Costanza moment or something. But I just nothing's coming. Like what the the actor who plays Kramer? Mm-hmm. Like I know he had like he's like sort of on the outs. Like woke culture hates him because mm-hmm. he got like a little racial at one point in time. Mm-hmm. A little racial. I'm like like here's the deal. What he said was stupid. Mm-hmm. And ignorant, and he should not have said it. Period. The end. But I, I did always enjoy Kramer. Just uh, like the, oh, like he just busting in the door, just yes. looking like shocked mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, yeah. That show was weird. It, entertaining, but but definitely weird. Yeah, it's a good one for mm. sure. It is. It's it's an interesting one. So how are you doing, Josh? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Just. Busy. I'm always busy. Um, as as the days draw nearer to when my third child is born, it just seems even crazier because my wife so, is getting more. So are pregnant. the days of our lives. Yes, exactly. I, I don't know. I don't know. My wife is is ready to give birth. She is done being pregnant. Like over. She's it. like not get this physically baby exactly out of here exactly. Yes. So, um, yeah, that just entails other other things as well because she's not quite as mobile as she used to be. She is constantly uncomfortable. So that's fun. Um, so that just, you know, means that there's more stuff that I need to be responsible for at home as well. So it's busy with not necessarily, you know, like, not like, hey, work is crazy and all this. No, just, just life in general. There's just things to take care of every single day. But it's good, man. You're putting on, putting on the, those big daddy pants. Exactly. One leg at a time. I'll be wearing nah, golden diapers nah, you one just, day. You got you to jump into them. <laughs> and jump in them both, both legs. The same just, like, just like both at the same time. Just bang. Boom. These are my daddy pants. Daddy pants on. <laughs> Yes. Uh, how are, how are you doing? Uh, I'm not jumping into daddy pants. <laughs> that's um, that's good. Uh, you know, dude. Uh, things have been pretty good. Had uh, Parker came in for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, over last weekend, and that, that was cool. I smoked a 
whole bunch of cigars and so mm. like i'm a little like cigared out like it mm-hmm. not you know i'm just kind of like eh, i probably need to take a break for a little bit mm-hmm. yeah it was it was good like we we talked and i was telling you in the bro hang about some of the stuff you told me uh mm-hmm. it was interesting uh, <laughs> a little enter- entertaining and it's just like one of those things like you know he has a very d- different perspective like i would maybe call him reformed ish mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like very, very heavily on like the ish, like okay. um, th- those some of those distinctives aren't nearly as important to him as some other things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's just he always brings like a, a slightly different angle to things than I do, and I, it's one of the things like we we just enjoy each other's company and we laugh like idiots. Uh, I showed him uh, the first episode of Ultraman Geed. And then, ah. like, so we were we were kind of giggling over that, and just I was like, "Dude," I said, "And there's like 25 episodes of this." I said, "At one point in time, a dude gets like body slammed into the earth from the moon." <laughs> um, spoilers, I guess. Yeah, but I was like, "It's it's like, like sort of," and it's I even really mentioned it in the the Discord thread a little bit that in a lot of ways it's sort of like it's like one part kaiju movie, so it's like one part Godzilla movie. One part professional wrestling with one part like weird, like poorly written soap opera. And it's a ton of fun. Like, I, like there's these semi-dramatic moments and they're kind of fun. But anyways, yeah. like, yeah, Parker and I hung out. Um, it was good to sort of like catch up, spend some time with him. It was kind of, kind of weird. Wow. And, you know, the whole social distancing quarantine thing. Oh, yeah, just yeah. Like at some mm-hmm. point, at some point in time, you just have to like be like, yeah, I, I'm going to kind of risk it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, you, you know, I'm not saying that, like, we need to be foolish or anything, because, I mean, you and I just spent a whole pile of time talking about that. <laughs> but it's like, if I had thought at any point in time that, like, we were a legitimate threat to him or that he was, like, a legitimate threat to to us, you know, we would have, like, but it was like, uh, you know, he's been in quarantine since, like, March pretty much and does Dang. a lot of he he works from home and okay. nice. you know and it was funny because like he lives in DC and that but like he came out here and we were sitting out on the back porch he was like dude he's like it is just so so different he's like this is good this is nice he's like I forgot that this is sort of like what the world could be like as well it's like that it was just quiet and a lot of ways just like you know the normal hustle and bustle and everything else but yeah so that was you know had a good time visiting with him uh that's sort of it's just like you know i shared with you a little bit earlier but it's just like summer's here and so vacations Mm -hmm. are sort of like in full swing and it just kind of it's a busy season for me uh, in the post office and i have a a large glass of port that Mm. uh I probably need to be very careful with mm. it's 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 I'm I'm giving it the side eye right now, <laughs> um, but yeah no we're we're doing good, uh, it's it's you know getting used to summer mm-hmm. at this point yeah nice just because um, our patrons like like it when we talk about it um, we tried in the past two weeks my wife attempted making uh, pad thai that's what it's called I was like it's not oh. pho it, it was pad thai. It was good. It was different. Um, she said she's definitely going to change up the recipe for next time. Um, but I'm I'm just trying to think. That was probably the most fun thing that I've eaten lately. Uh, lots of tacos. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll go into a little bit of a story. Oh, dude. Like you guys are like in Texas. Yes. And 
you're you're half Mexican, so mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I'm assuming tacos are like like every day. Yes, like at least at least once at bare minimum once a day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, because that's the kind of like raving lunatic racist that I am. <laughs> No, no. Uh, I mean, it's it's mostly true. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, it, oh. <laughs> most. I was just like, I thought I was like setting myself up for a bit of a bit there, and you're just like, nope. Uh, hey, hey, I, th- th- I'm not hating. I, I I'm actually kind of jealous. <laughs> I like the- tacos are a comfort food for me. Like seriously, it just tastes like home. It tastes like nostalgia. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, it's just stinking delicious. So, uh, sun, so I made a big batch of like taco filling. Um, so it's super easy to eat throughout the week and, uh, Sunday. Yeah. So Sunday, yesterday was Sunday. I went to work, went to church, you know, setting stuff up and someone brought in a bag of breakfast tacos and offered me some. So I had breakfast tacos for, for breakfast. I get home after work and make myself a taco salad. So literally just salad with taco filling heated up, thrown on top. Throw some cheese on that mug and a little bit of sour cream and mix it all up. Oh my goodness, so good. Oh, Had a taco dude, salad. Taco salads are phenomenal. Yes. And then I mean, the only thing better than taco salad is just a taco. A taco. Yeah. I I was trying to be good. I wanted a little bit of green in there as well. And there there's some little bit of green bell peppers in there, but you know, that hardly can you know, comparatively it's not that much green if you're just having tacos. There's some onions, a little bit of garlic in there too, but still not not much in terms of vegetables. So, uh taco salad for lunch. And then we went and hung out at my parents' house in the evening cuz we have family dinners there. Guess what they made? Taco salad. I had two taco salads and tacos. Like it was literally just tacos all day. That's all that I had. You didn't you didn't see delicious. what I did, but I actually you got now it's four sets of metal horns. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's all that's four. It's a like it. freaking red day. <laughs> the four horns of the apocalypse. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, um, but yeah, well, so, it's, it's weird that like you've been eating a ton of tacos because mm-hmm. I actually ate some Taco Bell. Oh, which is. You know, according to our friend J- Jessica, yeah. Mm-hmm. So far, uh, you know, tomorrow morning, they're they're uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see we how see. the fallout is mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, but um, you know, according to our our friend Jesse Knapp, which is apparently Michelin five star authentic Mexican cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. it's it's uh, yeah. No, I got I, I got a little bit of Taco Bell on the way home because Megan was at home. She had done some biking with some friends, and then Ooh, uh, fun. Yeah, so she wasn't home when I came home to eat. So we did that thing, but yeah. Nice. I, I, I did share with you earlier, though, we did uh, swing out, and there's a, an ice cream place in town that has, uh, it's called Peachy Paterno. It's in it's named after Joe Paterno, the former Penn State football coach. Gotcha. And uh, Thought he was yeah. like the peach king I, of I, Pennsylvania I, or something. Yeah. I live I live I mean Pennsylvania is just weird. Uh frankly Penn State fans are cultists in my opinion. Oh. But uh we we can save that for a different time. Like it's <laughs> it's bizarre. Dude the way that these people like I have I have good friends who are Penn State fans and I mean like hey I I enjoy football. Mm-hmm. I like college football to a certain extent, but I'm just like I'm like whoa, let's uh <laughs> Let's can stop we, it with the down? virgin sacrifices, okay, guys? Like, just wait, just a little less. Tone it down. Do do we do we need to pillage the Buckeyes fans? 
Like we need to just like burn their their homes to the ground. Um, you know, uh, when it actually comes to college sports, uh, I actually and I'm a I'm a real like heathen to them, but I like Pitt. Um, okay, but yeah, I, I'm just a, like I love Pittsburgh. I, mm-hmm. I love that city. Uh, I don't ever want to live there. Okay, uh, if I if I can avoid it, but mm-hmm. I do. Like I'm a I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, if gotcha. I watch hockey, it's it's the Pens. If I watch baseball, it's the Buckos. Um, nice. So yeah. Well, I have but, heard that place is the pits, but it is it is the pits. Sorry, I had to. That was so bad. Anyways, uh, let's move on as long as far you spell with away <laughs> as possible as we can. Um, you want to jump into our backlog reports? See what we got to report sure. on here. Uh, Sure, oh, we can do that. No. I've got a, a grocery. <laughs> I've got a grocery receipt. That's what I use this time. That's where I keep all of my backlog reports on grocery on, receipts. On, on the backs of grocery receipts? I. Hey, you know what? I appreciate the economy of that. You know, <laughs> let nothing go to waste. Exactly. You know, use use it all. Use it's, it all. It's kind of hard to see. There's already print all over it. Um. Anyways, so you want to jump in or should I? Uh, I mean, I don't have a ton, honestly. Mm-hmm. I can sort of bop through mine pretty quickly. Cool. Um. Bop. So beep and bop and but I don't know what I'm saying. Get. get I'm get gonna. On. I'm gonna be bop on through. Bop, 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 bop. bop it. Spin it. Bop it. Spin Twist it. Twist it. Okay. Whack okay, it. I'm done. I'm sorry. Beat your face off of it. <laughs> Bludgeon your neighbor with it. I I don't know why like I like I always like just go into like the like very grim Violence. sort of like black humor, but it's not it's not like subtle black humor. It's like the very much like the like or not black humor, it's, it's maybe dark humor, whatever. Yeah. You know, the grim just like mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, anyways, I don't know why I do that. I, I don't. The, I appreciate I, just, it. I mean, the the fallenness of man is evident <laughs> in my in my. In, hey, my. You, you want an argument for total depravity? Look at the comedic silings of Nate McKeever. <laughs> uh, uh, um. So as far as like games go, mm-hmm. uh, I really haven't been playing much of anything. Some chess. Uh, mm. yeah, with, with my dad still, I have, I've been playing a couple other guys, uh, Steven Gutierrez from TRG and I, nice. I, I think that's how I would say how I, I'd have to actually look at, but I think it's Gutierrez. Um, mm-hmm. if it, if I said it wrong, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't know why I did that. Um, but so I've been playing chess, uh, on my phone and on, on the laptop. Um, and you know, when it comes to the backlog draft stuff, I, I put a post in the in the book club. I've just really been struggling. And it's not that like any of the games that I, I've I that were drafted for me, they're all good games. Mm-hmm. And I did kind of enjoy them, but they just nothing's really gotten its hooks into me. And yeah. I just don't know if it's like I'm just craving maybe some more like junk foodie type stuff and where it's like mm-hmm. Celeste is a is a a bit of a harder take. Um Wargroove has like just some like it's fun, but it, it just like it wasn't sort of scratching whatever itch I was after. Uh, then Darksiders, I actually sort of put that aside because I'm going to co-op that with somebody at some point. Um, so that 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 one sort of got. And then 
The Last Guardian, I'm just like, eh, do I really want to be emotionally manipulated by Studio <laughs> Japan right now? Um, yeah. And the answer was uh, not, not really, not right this second, but I do need to, like, that's the one out of those four that were drafted for me that I'm like, I'm, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to play this. I'm going to, I'm going to get this done. But anyways, all that being said, when Parker was over, we got to talking and I had actually on his recommendation bought, bought, bought and, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. oh, just put, take me out back and just put me down. <laughs> but I had picked up a copy of Anthem for like five bucks. Okay. And, uh, so I, we installed that over the weekend and then, uh, my brother, uh, John Marcus, our, our buddy CT and mm-hmm. then Parker and I have all sort of been hopping in and playing a little bit here and there. And, uh, you know, I know there were a lot of complaints with that, that game when it came out and there were a lot, but frankly, I'm like, I, I mean, I bought it for like, I've, I've spent like five bucks on it and mm-hmm. I, what I've been playing so far, I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like ripping around in the jetpack, you know, cause you, you basically got like these call them javelins, but they're sort of Iron Man suits. Uh, nice. It's a whole bunch of fun. Like, I don't know. I, you know, and it might be one of those things like as we sort of go through like the content and the other thing is there is a, a huge update sort of content, like overhaul sort of thing coming here in the next few months at some point. Mm-hmm. So I did want to play it in sort of its vanilla format before it got like the big update patch reboot thing. But I've been playing Anthem and and it might be one of those things like if we sort of like churn through all the story content and I might just be like, yeah, okay. Like I see why a lot of people are like not big on this game. But like what I'm playing right now is really fun. Uh, It's it's kind of cool. It just feels really good and it's just kind of fun. So that's been sort of what I've been playing. As far as reading, really not a whole lot. uh, There's there has been a, a book series that I've sort of kept up with. Uh, the first one is called The Cycle of Iran. Uh, the second series is called The Cycle of Galand uh, or Galand. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend these, uh, but it's like one of those okay. things where uh, I, they're fine. There's a lot of like uh, questionable language. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like sort of high fantasy-ish, but it's like with, with a bit of a potty mouth bend. Gotcha. Um, and it was like one of those things where I'd gotten the initial ones uh, early on, just sort of was like, get all three of the first books for one credit on Audible. And I was like, okay. And it's like 60 hours of Audible content. Dang. And I was like, I was, it might not be that much. You know, I'm sort of just right. like throwing yeah, the number but out. Still. But it was, it was, it was huge. It was like four, it might be like four, closer to 45, but it was like, yeah. it was very large. I was like, okay, I'll check this out. And, it's it's an interesting sort of like fantasy world, but like there's there's just been it's been a lot of like podcasts lately. So let's see. Watched. Uh, I brought it up earlier, but mm-hmm. I actually uh, so I bought Ultraman Geed a while ago on the recommendation of our you know friend of the show Henshin Data Gogo Wesley Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, dude, and I brought it up earlier too, like with, with Parker. I freaking loved it. I watched the Dang. entire series, the movie, and I'm just like, this is so dumb and fun. <laughs> it, it, it's not dumb. It's not dumb like in a mean way, but it's just right. like, okay, dumb is the wrong word. It's it's simple. It's clean. It's like, it's just, it's kind of innocent. 
in a lot of ways. Like it doesn't like there are some complex themes, but in a lot of ways, it's not like, dude, like there's not like weird Game of Thrones, like political machinations going on in background or anything. It's like there's sort of a good versus evil story. It's a story about fathers and sons and redemption. And then, and so like, and, and, and the writing is sort of like this weird sort of like cheesy soap opera ish, like, you know, just like nineties TV kind of like, you know, it's, it's not like anything like super insane, but then it's one part Godzilla film, one part pro wrestling Mm-hmm. Dude, you know, dudes fighting in rubber suits, and then yeah. it's like this, and it's it's just fun, and it's just like I'm I'm like honestly for twenty bucks, like because it was like twenty twenty five bucks on Amazon. I I really think like you know it's one of those things I would recommend if somebody's actually considering that. I'd say hey, uh, check out like you know rent or buy the first episode in Amazon Prime or Prime well, Prime. Amazon Prime, they talk super good. Um, but Amazon Prime, and if it sort of seems like something you might enjoy, well, then yeah, just check out the rest of them. And it's just like it's goofy and it's fun and it's just, I you know, and I love it. Uh, I love it nice. so much that I've actually like. I think Wesley has you know inadvertently made me a bit of an Ultraman fan. Like at this point in time, like I kind of just like want to. Add like get all the collections and be that that freak. Um, you are so, an Ultraman fan. I'm an ultra nerd, <laughs> um, which is like I'm okay with that. You know, like come at me, bro. Come at me, and I'll I'll ultra. I don't know, <laughs> um, but uh, and then as far as memorization goes, I just like to be. Like just uh, like an overall thing. Like I have started lifting again. Like I oh, actually nice. lifted twice last week and I'm trying to sort of work in some kettlebell workouts and stuff, but, uh, I I'm starting to sort of get back in that rhythm, but it's like, it just, it's like right now it's, it's, it's one of those things. Like I have a million and one excuses and they just need to go away. It's just life. Life is sort of like, uh, throwing us around a little bit. Um, I wish I had it, but there's actually a book that our church gave out to, to help uh, with family worship. And it's just these real quick synopses, sort of like short little, like it, it's like you read a few verses and then it asks a, a couple questions. And I think it's just called like exploring the Bible or something like that. Nice. So, but that's, that's, but that's been it really. Like, okay. like that's sort of like. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet stuff that you're into. That That was a nice little report of what's been on your backlog and what's coming off your backlog i dig it um as for me so i finished up one of the games that i was playing it was on the backlog draft i finished up spider-man um and it took Mm. it's funny because like it does feel it's it's a decent length right um especially you know after playing persona 5 sorry i keep bringing it up but it felt really short um but it also felt like it took longer for me than it should have. Cause it was like almost four weeks at that point that I had been playing it. Um, and I'm like that, that yeah, it, it just has to do with time and priorities and stuff like that. Uh, but th- regardless, that was, that was a fun game. I dig it. You know, I think I mentioned it last episode. I just, I, I like getting into the, the, like checking off all the check marks, you know, doing all the little things on the map and stuff like that. 
towards the end of the game, as some things were going down and it was more difficult to traverse, put it that way, um, I, I stopped doing that as much. So I didn't, you know, complete the game. I didn't get 100%, which is fine. Uh, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It, it, it really made you feel like a superhero, you know, like you're just going around saving, stopping crimes, you know, that, that randomly break out in the city and, and doing your, doing your superhero thing. It had a nice little narrative. You know, some of the characters were different. They were written differently than kind of the standard, you know, Otto Octavius is a good guy through half the game. Of course, you know what's going to happen. And then another character, you know, Norman. Well, I don't, I don't want to give anything away, but it, it, it doesn't end the way that you expect it, even though it kind of does. It hints it more. So that story, that story, uh, it, it sort of subverts expectations in the best possible way, even though there, there's a lot of sort of like foreshadowing and a lot yeah. of it you can sort of see coming. Mm -hmm. I, I just thought it was some excellent writing. Now that you're done with it, we'll have mm -hmm. to definitely sort of like we could do a, maybe a bit of a deep dive on that at some yeah. point in time. Yeah, we still need to 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 get Wesley on to talk about Persona Five. Though. Oh yes, that and, will happen. And, we have to, especially oh, the way yes. he's been blasting through Persona games. Uh, but, dude, he's he uh, time lord, he's a wizard, he's time a wizard. lord. He's he, he's a wizard. Eh? <laughs> sorry, no, it reminded me of a meme. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Uh, anyways, so yeah, Spider Man. It's a good game. Um, I mean, general, it, it's a lot like what I had heard before I played the game wasn't too big on the stealth portions of the game. Like, Oh, they're, they're awful. It, it, so the problem is that everyone else in those stealth portions are complete idiots. And so like you're sneaking around and no one can hear you. You can literally like walk behind someone like directly behind their back and they won't even know that you're there. And so I'm kind of like, this kind of takes away some of the, like tension because even though these guys are patrolling they're total idiots also i'm like completely powerless as these other characters so it, especially with how like action-packed it is to play as spider-man those segments were pretty pretty dull and they and, were pretty awful yeah yeah so so not like, not yeah. a fan of that but but no it, it was good uh i'm sure spider-man miles morales is gonna be good uh, based on this one and based on how it ended and foreshadowed what was coming. Uh, so it was, it was fun. It was, it was a really fun get, you know, I, I dig Spider-Man just as a character. He's my favorite superhero. So it was really fun to, to jump into that. But uh, yeah, it's a really well-written Peter Parker too. Like that's a yes. very good Peter Parker story. Yes. In a lot of ways. Yeah. The, the, I agree. Uh, there were some little, you know, minor things MJ was a little weird to me. Um, MJ as a journalist is just weird to me because that's not her, like what I've known about her, not that I'm like an expert on Spider-Man at all, but the Spider-Man stories that I'd heard, she's not as like girl next door as she is in this game, if that makes sense. So it's a little weird to take her there. Well, in the comics, dude, she's a freaking supermodel. Exactly, like exactly. So the fact that she's like interested in like, down to earth dorky nerdy 
Peter. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 just a little. It's it's different to change the character that much is a little weird. Okay. I'm not saying she was poorly written at all. I'm saying that she was almost a different character, which threw me for a loop. Yeah. But she was a good character. Like it was. It made sense in the world and and it worked. Um. But some of those little narrative things. You know, I these were the same issues that I had with um, Into the Spider-Verse. I like that movie a lot, but there were some characterization things about that movie that I felt uh, were flaws. If you, if you really like Spider-Man, they kind of subverted some things that I felt like they shouldn't have touched uh, that, that go to the core of what Spider-Man is. But anyways, um, not to go down that road. Maybe I'm just a little too hmm. nerdy. Maybe, maybe like, and I'll probably totally forget about this. So mm-hmm. m- maybe the guys in the the brochacho then, ought, but maybe we ought to pull that out for a uh, bro hang and sort of hash that one out for a little bit. Because I, oh, I yeah. I'm actually, I'd really be interested in hearing hearing some of those hot takes okay. about like okay. like the things. Because to be fair, like I really liked Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like. One of my favorite films. It's actually might be my favorite Spider-Man movie. Okay. Now, mm, those those ones with Tom Holland are real good. They are. Uh, I, I would say the first is drastically better than the second, but but they're the both second's good. still a, both a ton of fun. Yes, but well, <laughs> my issue <laughs> with the second one. Sorry, I get so nitpicky, um, and I and again, I don't want to make it sound like I dislike it. Because because one of the big things I really liked about Into the Spider-Verse was Miles Morales. Like, I went in going, like, a different character for Spider-Man. Like, I had never read any of those, the the Miles Morales stories before. Um, so I'm just like, eh, it's not Peter Parker. Like, this is going to be weird. He won me over. I really liked him mm-hmm. as a character. So it's not him at all. Um, but, some yeah. Anyways, anyways, we don't have to, don't have to go yeah. down that road. But, um I, I do really like that movie. Don't get me wrong. There, there yeah. were some. No, I mean, hey, no, like I said, we'll save that for a brohan. Another at day. Some point. I like it. Another, another time. <laughs> um, uh, the other game that I've been playing is Ease Eight: Lacrimosa of Donna. Um, and it's it's just fun. It's fun. It's it's an anime game. Um, you're stuck. You're shipwrecked on this island, and you're trying to find all these other crew members. Um, while you're also fighting these huge beasts, sort of like every once in a while, it's like a monster hunter type, like huge beast that comes out. Mm. But it's also it's also pretty hack and slash, um, you know, dodge mechanics. It's real fast paced, but there's there's some cool like dodging that you need to get down if you want to get good and not just like constantly deplete all of your health items. Um, so it's real. Like I said last time, it's a real gamey game. But I like it a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, that's pretty much all that I've been playing. I still have not started Dragon Quest V yet, but I need to do that. Although, since I, I said that, now let me backtrack a little bit because there is one little game that has been very useful lately. That is a free title on the Switch called Jump Rope Challenge. Uh, I've <laughs> heard about this thing. It's a... It's, it's a in the most loving way it's a dumb little rumble game where it it just encourages you to exercise is all that it is it's cute um but it's super simple it's almost like it's a warioware micro game 
Um, okay. Th- so it just you just want to jump and pretend like you're you're jump roping. The reason that I have used it multiple times in the past couple weeks is because my kids love it, and if we let them jump around with a Joy-Con in their hand for ten minutes, like half an hour before bedtime, mm, mm, it's yes. perfect. Just, just boop. Yes, they're like, I'm done. Yes, because you get you get tired after jumping for you know five minutes straight. It's a it's a bit of a workout, and and it wears them out. And I lo- and they love it, and I love it, and it's great. Jump rope challenge. It's free. Go download it if you have kids, or if you don't, I mean, have fun with it. It's a it's a cute little micro game. Um, but those hmm. are all of the games that I've been playing. Um, in terms of reading uh, outside of my textbook, which is interesting, um, because the textbook that I'm reading is a it's not quite a systematic theology, but it is a handbook. It's the Moody Handbook of Theology, okay. and um, Moody is a dispensational school, and so it lays out. So it, it's actually very. I, I feel it's very fair to differing opinions while also stating the beliefs of the school in general and why they are preferred over other viewpoints. So something like dispensationalism and covenant theology. Like I do think they fairly lay out what they believe covenant theology to be with while they're not going into you know huge detail. I I will say I do think from what it from what it lays out that it gives some good arguments for it gives a strong case for dispensationalism. Um, which I'm, I find really interesting because I didn't know that was possible, um, while also not going into kind of the flaws. Like it, lay, it lays down why people would believe in dispensationalism, and frankly, um, what it continues to go back to is a very literal reading of the scriptures. Um, in in that, like, often not not seeing types and images if that makes sense and only reading mm-hmm. things very literal um so israel is always israel kind of a thing uh anyways i don't want to go too deep down that rabbit hole but it has just been interesting outside of reading that i started an actual um like lay systematic theology uh pilgrim theology by mike horton mm-hmm. and uh it's it's really good um but it also, so it's a, I'm listening to it and it's, well, I think it's like 20 hour audiobook, something like that. Um, but like the first 10 minutes, I'm like, oh man, this is so good. This is really good. And then he starts diving deep and I'm just like, whoa, okay. I need to like try and keep up with him. Like it starts off very understandable and readable, even though I'm listening to it. Um, and then he like goes into some of the minutiae. And while it is really good, I'm just like struggling to keep up. Like I really have to listen and pay attention, especially if you're listening to it at a higher, uh, at, at more than one time speed, which I generally do. There was, there was. I was just gonna say there was a there is a systematic by R.C. Sproul that uh-huh. was like audible version, and I've just I like I've tried to listen to some systematics or, you know, just. Like and I've found that like on on extremely technical texts, yeah, like those, 
it's you're better off and this is just again this is just my personal opinion mm-hmm. you're just better off reading them yes because like reading them gives you the opportunity to sit down take notes sort of chew through it sift through it whereas with, if you're listening to it like and for some people listening to it might be enough but it's like you're just sort of like you're just being bombarded by information mm-hmm. and you know, especially like you and I probably listen to audiobooks the same way as almost like, the, like you're paying attention to them, but they're also sort of like background noise ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like, if you're not p- holding that thread the whole time, it just goes. Boop. Yes. I completely agree. Um, one of the reasons I actually just searched for it on Hoopla and I found it. One of the reasons I, w- I wanted to kind of give a different perspective because it is um, covenantal, um, basically to balance out mm-hmm. some of the stuff that I've been reading for class was, was my thought process behind it. We actually do own a physical copy. I got my wife a copy of it a couple years ago. And okay. I don't know that she's actually cracked it open, even though like she requested it, she wanted it. Uh, but, you know, for one reason or another. Uh, she just hadn't gotten to it. Systematics are kind of daunting. Well, yeah, and it's it's pretty thick too. You know, it's a it's a good size. Well, yeah, I mean, they're always fairly large, and then it's always fairly technical. Mm -hmm. And so there's like a lot of like these are not like casual reads, right? At least not for most people. Yeah, there might be some like big brain Einstein rocket scientist theologians out there Mm -hmm. who just like. I'm going to read some Gear Hardest Voss. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're just followed like, by Bear. Van Til. Uh, yeah, yeah. and, and, and I'm going to polish it off with just a light operative of some RC Sproul's systematic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, that, that, that is, that that is was, not me. <laughs> that was my theology snob. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, but no, it is, it is really good. I would definitely recommend it. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, I completely agree with you. It's better read than listen to. Um, but I think it's also beneficial if you listen to it. So that's, that's what I'm doing. Um, and then, uh, since you brought up a show that you've been watching, I have been, and it's, it's totally in the same category. So here's my thought process behind it is that I, I generally watch a lot of YouTube and for the past couple of weeks, I've intentionally just strayed away from some of the normal stuff that I watch because I don't want to be constantly bombarded by uh, current events because they're so polarizing and antagonistic. So for mental clarity's sake, I've decided self-care. To... You can you can call it self-care, Josh. There Everybody's you go. calling it self-care. Self-care like, out of self-care. <laughs> I've decided to just watch a dumb TV show and I've gotten into uh Yu Yu Hakusho on Hulu. And nice. I've I I read a bit of the manga back when I used to subscribe to Shonen Jump and I I watched a couple episodes like back in high school like a long time ago. Um but I'd never actually sat down and like watched through the whole thing. I think at this point I'm a good like 40 or 50 episodes in. Like I'm surprised at how quickly it goes by um, that I'm able to just kind of watch it. And I have been doing dubs, not not the subs, so I, I can kind of have it on in the background as opposed to having to pay attention to it. That's the, that's the one where he has like the spirit gun? Yes, that's okay. it. 
that's it. I, um, I've I've watched like the first few episodes and mm-hmm. just never got super into it, but it reminds just, me a lot of Dragon Ball Z. Just the way that it's set up is like it's all about the fights, you know. It's I mean, it's also in my brain like they both were released around the same time here. You know, I remember like mm-hmm. watching them simultaneously. Um, but I am surprised by the the, the dub is is pretty dang good. But also, I don't know if they like released a different uncut version, and that's what's on Hulu. But there are a number I've seen a number of middle fingers being used. Um, there is some language that is not uh, appropriate around my young children. Every once in a while, it's just sprinkled in there. It is definitely not overused what whatsoever. But just, I'm just like just enough to sort of like keep you on your toes. Yeah, yeah, or 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 to be like, you know, this this isn't. It is for a different audience than Pokemon. You know, something like that. Not that, not that it it's the same as Pokemon. Like it does, but it is at the same time. You know, it's one of those shows like you know the good guys are gonna win every time. You know, like you're not under any illusion that that they, you know, again, sort of like Dragon Ball Z, like they're always going to pull through somehow, no matter how bad things get. Like you'll see them power up even when they're the last shred of their life. Like because of that, they'll remember something and then they'll all of a sudden get a huge wave of energy or, you know, whatever. Um, But I'm really enjoying it. It's it's a nice little it's it's fun it's a lot of fun so uh you haka show it's good so that's my rambling report Since we've reported on our backlog, since we've talked about food, and we've talked about the past couple weeks, how about uh, we go ahead and gear up for the main topic? Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I guess. No. Since, yeah, 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 might as well. I mean, we might can stay well. in the ethereal, in the in the conceptual, if we want to, or we can get more down to earth into... The nitty gritty. Let's get physical. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I was not going there. (laughs) But uh, yes, that's so true. Oh, you you just, you just, okay. This isn't as funny because you didn't know that that was going to be the title. We didn't know that was going to be the title, but now we know. And you guys have known because obviously you've seen the title of the episode, but that's the title. but and, and, and honestly, just he's what Josh is going to do is just he's going to cut that that little <laughs> me being super weird, and he's just going to paste it in throughout the entirety <laughs> of the episode. Just be like, "Hey, Josh, let's get physical every time." Oh man, it'll uh, be like that episode of uh, Air Two Hundred Four where where he uh, said Red Dead Redemption instead of Smash Brothers. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. That's a that was 
man that took some doing mark that took some doing luke you guys yeah we need to have we for real need to i was talking to them about maybe having them on and they kind of hemmed and hawed but they both got little ones they got little mm-hmm. tiny chillins and they're busy boys who work in the it's yeah i get it i get it man uh so with that getting physical um, we wanted to discuss the merits, the pitfalls, the, I, I don't know, the ones and zeros. I don't know. The, the pros and cons. There you go. The, 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 yes, the pluses or the minuses. I think the, the ones and zeros is fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's sort of an allusion to, to binary, which is, yeah, that's a, a digital sort of thing. Digital poo poo. Um, That's true. I'm I'm going, but, and and I think we 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 have probably at some point in time. I you know I I have not gone to look back through our our back uh, I'm gonna just make noises and <laughs> I'm not gonna speak in English anymore. Um, and uh, actually, the podcast is just in order to understand me. It's gonna be all interpretive dance. There and you go. Weird sounds. Like I'm just going to. Uh, do some performance art and just shriek into the microphone for a while. Uh, mm. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so the merits of physical versus digital media. So let's just start off. Nate, what do you prefer? Do you prefer digital games? Do you prefer having your library on a SD card, or do you prefer I'm, physical games in general? I'm kind of both. Okay. Um, as a general rule. Uh, especially if it's like some like a collector's sort of issue for me. So like I have a physical copy of the Steel Book for Shadow of the Colossus PS4 remake. Okay. Uh, I have a handful of Nintendo Switch games physically. Uh, you know, I I like both, and there's some items that I want physically, and then there's other stuff where I'm like I kind of don't care nearly as much. Mm-hmm. And it's more of like just like oh, while well, this thing's on sale for cheap digital and I'll, I'll get both. But if I had my druthers, it'd all be physical all the time. Okay. One, there is the issue of like storage, which, you know, uh, I have looking at just my PS4 library. Mm-hmm. I have several, you know, I was looking at it the other day and Parker, Parker said, looking at my PS4 library actually gave him anxiety. Uh-oh. Um, he's like, you have so many games on here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's 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 a lot. I'm not gonna. It was a far larger number than I thought, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it like happens. one of those things where you know, for as many games as I have on my sort of digital library, uh, if I had those physically, Megan, she would have choked me to death on that. <laughs> she would have just like kept. You know, I, I don't know. She would, you know, she would be very unhappy uh, <laughs> with me. But if if I had all of those those things physically, now and a lot of that stuff was like free. It's like because the DC fighting game, Injustice, Injustice, there was like the Ultimate Edition was recently released for free, mm-hmm. and so it's like there's a lot of stuff on there that's like, hey, this game is free. I may never play it. But if yeah. I feel like I want to, I have it now. And so there, the, there's a fair chunk of that stuff that is that. There's a lot of stuff that I've just picked up because I'm like, 
either like a day one support. Anyway, anyways, but if I had my druthers, I would just, I, I prefer physical for a number of reasons, which we will examine at some point in time here in the, the immediate ish future. But Josh, how about you, man? Are you a physical guy or are you a digital boy living in a digital world? <laughs> man, you or, are just, I love it. I love it. You got all the, the references. Um, no, I mean, okay, so so we're definitely going to be pretty biased then as we have this conversation because I'm definitely physical as well. I mean, we wanted to talk about kind of like reasoning behind this and and I definitely um I try to see both sides. I own a ton of of digital games as well. Um mm-hmm. but there's something yeah, there's just something about having physical media. I'm the same way about uh about music too. I love buying CDs as opposed to owning an album digitally. Like streaming is different because I don't feel like I have to own the music that I stream. Um, the, like it's 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 not even a given. But like purchasing an album digitally is weird to me because it's like I, I but I don't have it, which is even weirder because like generally with a physical CD, I usually just rip it. Anyway, so I'm I'm I understand that I'm a huge ball of contradiction, but I'm definitely physical over digital, um, for a number of reasons that 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 will be discussed. But I I, I prefer just having it. I hate the fact that video games don't come with instruction manuals anymore, because there was like such mm-hmm. cool artwork, and it and it just feels more real. I don't. I don't know. It's it's hard to encapsulate. It's, it's gotten to the point too, though, where like the instruction manual has sort of been rendered irrelevant, though, because uh, bit, most games have a tutorial, and then they have mm-hmm. like these how to play sections somewhere buried in some menu somewhere. So in a lot of ways, yeah, you don't really need them anymore. But I, I'm with you. I actually kind of miss having. So because there was always like some fun artwork in there and just yeah. like even the most basic ones, I just felt like it was like it was a neat little part of the experience. Yes. Um, I, I think before we go too far down, like sort of reminiscing and talking about all the things we love about physical stuff. And and part of this, too, is like the, the PS5 was recently some of the details were recently announced. Um, mm-hmm. No price point, as far as I know, at least not as of recording this. Yeah. But. Um, PS5 and and one of the things that actually was really interesting and I think you and I talked about last bro hang um, was just the 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 physical version versus the digital version skews that they sort of dropped out there and you know we talked about a little bit in the discord and you know we got some feedback from from some people and not nothing like huge but we were just sort of like uh, and it's just been interesting, and I know that you know some people tend towards digital or whatever. Yeah, but let I mean let's let's talk about the digital side of things here mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, there are some benefits to just um, owning things digitally, or rather, like and and this is maybe a sideways sort of coming at it, but you don't really. One of my biggest problems, and I guess this is where I'll start, is that one that when you own something digitally, okay, and I'm throwing out, like, people can't, you know, this is great radio, I'm throwing out air quotes, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, when you own things digitally, 
you don't actually own them. More often than not, you're licensing them. Yep. You know, and that's actually one of the big problems that I have is because Mm -hmm. versus owning a physical disc where you have access to that data as long as the disc is not compromised. Like, I I think a great example is what uh, happened probably a year or two ago in the iTunes economy, whatever, when the licensing on some of their movies and stuff had expired. Mm-hmm. And so there were people who owned movies, you know, within the iTunes, Apple sort of storefront. They own these movies. I think one of the ones uh, that I think was The Incredibles, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But like a guy went to watch The Incredibles and couldn't because the license between Apple and Disney was up for, you know, renegotiation or whatever. And in that moment, he, you know, even though he had bought the movie, quote unquote, yeah, he didn't actually have any rights towards it. The, the other thing, too, with that licensing is that if you are found to be in any sort of, um, you know, we always see the, the EULA, the end user licensing agreement, like you have to agree to certain terms to use a lot of these platforms. If you are violating any of those or, Let's just say uh, you do something and make somebody mad and it ends up like having your account get banned or suspended or whatever, all of the, you lose access to all the rights you had to that stuff. Mm. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a very fragile, like it, now the, the other side of that is, is it is incredibly convenient because it's mm-hmm. like, you can hop on the storefront via the PS4 you know, on your, you know, you know, just talking about the place, you know, we'll just look at the PlayStation economy um, since that is sort of what spawned this up. You can go on the PlayStation network, you know, through the PS4 or your phone or the Vita or your laptop or whatever. You can say, hey, I like this game, you know, putting your credit card and information, boop, which, which is really kind of cool, actually. You can actually prompt it to download like, so you can, yeah. something comes out, like, let's just say something goes on sale while you're at work and you're like, Hey, this looks kind of cool. I'd like to play this when I get home. You can buy it, you know, from your phone and then basically queue it up to have it download to your console so right. that by the time you get home, you can, like, there, there is a level of convenience that is unparalleled. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you know, in that regard. And so, I mean, there are good things too. I think one of the other things too is like, especially within the PSN network economy, whatever, uh, some of those sales are insane. Yes. Just like you can get stuff for like pennies on the dollar. Right. If if, if you're willing to sort of wait it out. Yeah. I I was just having a conversation about that yesterday because we were talking about PS5 and, and just, and, and the fact that it has an all digital edition and what that means for the future. Basically, if a game has been out on PlayStation for more than a year, then it's going to be half price or less in the in the PlayStation store in general. Um, it's not it's not like Nintendo, where I think Nintendo with a fair amount of frequency, right? You know, yeah. not not all the time, maybe, right? But it will go on sale fairly often. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even even Persona Five Royal is what like forty bucks right now, even though it just came out like a month or two ago, which is kind of crazy. 
Um, but you know, there, there are things like that where definitely there are some really good sales that are going on. And frankly, um, I would say 95% of the reason that I purchase digital games is because of the, the ridiculous price. (laughs) Um, uh, I would say the other 5%, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's 70, 30. Okay. Just to be, just to be safe. The only other reason is because they don't have physical editions of certain games. So with that, I think that's another one of the the reasons that you would want to go digital, right? So again, I don't want to sh- I don't want to be completely biased. I do want to see this from both perspectives. I think the fact that a an indie developer can put out a digital game is great for gaming in general, for gamers in general. They don't have to go through distribution channels. They don't have to pour a bunch of money. They don't have to decide how many units that they're going to need and then jack up the price because they can only make, you know, a thousand units of a game. That's ridiculously low, but you know what I mean? The fact that you don't have to go through all that distribution and you can just put something out on digitally, and then if it does well, possibly make a physical version, which happens all the time, Mm-hmm. that is that is great you know that's that's why we have a thriving indie game scene right now compared to you know 15 years ago um is because be, frankly because of things like the xbox arcade and the the psn network and, and stuff like that so yeah there there are definitely good things about having digital games i would say another thing is is kind of the flip side of the coin I like physical media. I know that it's kind of deceptive. I like the permanency of physical media. Again, it's deceptive mm-hmm. because I understand disc rot. I understand like there there are some reasons why you might not be able to play your games in the future. You could damage the games, frankly, you know, things like that. But having a digital collection is um especially with consoles like Switch, it is much more mobile. Like you can take them with you um, a lot easier than than lugging around a bunch of games, um, and it reduces clutter. You don't have to yeah. dedicate a room to your video games <laughs> if they're all just sitting on a console or on a hard drive that you have connected to a console, or just in the cloud waiting for you to pull them down onto yeah. that console or that handheld hand ugh, handheld when whenever you're ready for them. I mean. I don't have any cartridges for my Vita. None. Hmm. Hmm. Not a single one. Uh, and it's just, it's one of those things where as an all digital sort of experience. Yeah. And when I want something new on there, I have to sort of pull something off in order to make room. Dang. So. And you pay a premium for those memory cards too. So that you're not saving any money going digital well, there. Especially now <laughs> since it's pretty much dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I I was just poking a little bit of fun, but no, I I agree. I think I own four or five physical games on Vita, but yeah, most of them again because the digital prices are so good. Um, yeah. So so yeah, there's definitely some pros and cons either way you go. I I would say okay. So back to the the idea of permanency, which again I understand is deceptive with physical media. There's something about Keeping games, oh, this sounds so uh, pretentious of me, but keeping my collection for posterity, 
you know, like for, for when my kids get older and want to play games of pulling out old consoles and old cartridges and putting them in and playing them that way so that they can kind of see the evolution of games and, and like see what it actually means as opposed to just a ROM on, to, on another console. It, it's things like that that, again, it's hard to describe, but uh, there's something there that teaches a little bit. Um, and, and knowing that I have like a, a box full of games to kind of pass on and so that, you know, that we can dig through and, and like games that were dear to me, you know, I think of like my Mega Man X cartridge on Super Nintendo. Like I'd like to one day pop that in with my son and like show him yeah. this game, this, you know, this physical game as opposed to just going on to the Switch, uh, you know, online and, and then playing it. Not that there's anything wrong with that, just that, like, these were the games that I owned when I was younger, and, like, let's play them this way. You know, I want you to see them. I want you to experience them this way. Um, I, I, there's something there, again, that's hard to put my finger on, but that it's kind of like a passing, as opposed to, like, you know, even with... Um, it's like going through old photos compared to like going through an old hard drive of photos. You know what I mean? Not that Look a hard at his drive. Photograph. <laughs> oh my sorry. goodness! Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I I'm sorry. Oh, derailed it with uh, Nickelback. <laughs> this is somehow like you know what? This is payback for you guys bringing up Nickelback <laughs> in the Discord. Um, yeah. Someone someone brought it up at some point in time and put yeah. that thing into my brain and then it just came out when he said talking about pictures sorry i apologize it's true Uh, a little bit not that there's anything wrong with going through digital photos again but there's something Mm -hmm. more in going through a physical like photo book that's what i'm saying and it's hard to put into words I think I think what you're sort of you know just and this is just a thought like Jared and I my pastor and I had and Jeff were having a the the other guy that we lived with and mm-hmm. one of the elders at church we were having a discussion about really especially sort of in this time when when people can start to sort of go back to church with each other at, like the importance and the necessity of embodied worship like being physically mm-hmm. present with the body of Christ and, 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 you know, enjoying that. And I think part of it, even sort of what you're talking about here is like, what's, what's very easy with sort of digital is that this stuff just sort of exists within the ether. Mm-hmm. There's no actual physical presence. And, and it's not to say that they don't, it doesn't exist as data or whatever, mm-hmm. but when you have that disc, it actually, or, and you put that disc in the machine, there is a physical sort of, process there that somehow doesn't make it any more or less real in a in a legitimate way but there's something like additional there it's like you said you you'll be able to pass that on to your kids if the machines still work and everything else and mm-hmm. you know the discs don't rot i think one of the other things though too even sort of talking about that sort of physicality and just the very nature of physicality um is that physical media actually sort of lends itself a little more to historicity, like an accurate portrayal. Like you and I mm-hmm. were talking in the bro hang about just uh, like 
the the need for people to understand history and 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 we were talking about this in a very different context yeah but um but you know i think too like one of the things is like uh, days gone is a great example right of of a game that on its initial release was was plagued with problems right but now it's it's available digitally it's been patched a whole bunch of times and if you were to buy that digitally you would have absolutely no access to that very play like you know problem ridden version but mm. if you disconnect your ps4 from the network and install that game you're going to have access to a build of that game that is really not great yeah potentially depending depending on you know how they how much it was patched on the disc and and because you know, sometimes like later prints and later editions they actually do just print it differently on the disc okay uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, sometimes yeah that yeah. from what i understand i could be totally wrong there that could just be me talking out of my rear end but um, what I'm saying is like what it does is it the sometimes these things actually act as a bit of a time capsule, which is interesting, I yeah. think too, because like I mean, you know we we do live in a day and age where you know if somebody made a bag like I think it, what's interesting, uh, one of the things that this sort of topic touches on briefly, if just for a second is like think about how many games get made now on current gen consoles. Like I'm looking at the, the PS4 and the Xbox one that have these like no man's sky is a great example of this as well, but like, you know, and then like I said, days gone was one of those have these incredibly problematic releases. Like Anthem Mm -hmm. is, is one of those. It's like, it comes out and people are just like, Nope, not, this Mm -hmm. is not good. This is not great. This is kind of like, bad and then they can just like the developers and the you know they they can actually have teams come back and just basically patch in a whole bunch of stuff or address like all those issues in the game whereas like you know when you and i were growing up like dude if if a game came out broken on the nes that was nah a bad game was a bad game i mean there are literally games that are unfinishable because of bugs Mm -hmm. and that's just how they exist like there's no there's no patching physical cartridges yeah um one one game that comes to mind is you know like the biggest game out there right now is Fortnite. that was originally Mm -hmm. a single player experience and well it was was a multiplayer experience but it was sort of this that that save the world mode mm-hmm. was very very different than the battle royale yeah thing that they ended up throwing out there yeah which at, at, and in a lot of ways that battle royale the battle royale mode um really just completely changed the the course of the direction of that game yeah and actually in many ways has changed the face of gaming period Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, you just have to feel bad for the PUBG guys because they just got. I mean, they invented uh, basically a a a gameplay mode, and then Epic's like, "Oh, hey, that looks neat. Watch us do it better." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, then make a bajillion dollars off of it. Yeah, but but PUBG had its glory day in the hot sun. Uh, and and on top of, I mean, there's still PUBG streamers, and 
has it ever even gotten out of beta? Has it ever been officially released out of a, no a 1.0? It was it, never really like the battle royale games are just not my thing. Period. No, not so my it's idea. like, it's like I'm aware of them and that's about it. it. I remember there was controversy. It was like the second year that PUBG was out. It got game of the year in some publication and they were like, yeah. it's not even out of bait. Like it's not, officially really it's not the 1.0 release it's not release. released yeah yeah so it was it was like still an early access game at that point so i say that but it's been out on console so i don't see how it wouldn't be anyway anyways um reg- yeah 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 that's neither here nor there because i i was yeah i brought up fortnite but even in that case like you're not going to play an online game uh on a on a disc anyway <laughs> like it it takes the the network to do that but but yeah you're right there there are games that drastically change from when they're initially released which is not something that was that was possible back in the the you know 8 16 bit era you know we just live in the best time to play video games ever is is really what it comes down to is like except the future right that's true the future is always better than the present <laughs> not true. maybe not true but i don't um, know i don't know we, we, like contextually like i think of 2019 we've been like oh the future's gonna be rad and then we're like in 2020 we're like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> everything why why are hornets murdering everyone um among other things uh anyways no yeah I, i'm i'm just kidding but but you know my favorite console is snes i love those days but hands down it's better to be a gamer now than it was in 94 you know like it just mm-hmm. games are yeah, yeah yeah for for a number of different reasons because frankly we're having this discussion but right now you can have your cake and eat it too i've got both physical and digital games um I will say another. And sometimes I own the physical and the digital version. <laughs> That's true. I'm all sorts of a schmuck. In those cases, in those cases in general, though, it's because I purchase digital versions and I want a physical version of it. Like I, I just want to be able to to own that because yeah. again, there's just that part of me that's like, it feels per- if you, I can, I can go up to my shelf and pull it down from my shelf and and. And it, well, you touched on this earlier. I own it, right? I'm not just licensed a copy of it. Uh, now, have games ever really like m- done anything to 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 abuse that relationship? By and large, no. I mean, you know, there's every once in a while, there's your Scott Pilgrims, there's your PTs. There's your uh, DuckTales remastered for a while. Now they re-released it, so it's fine now. Um, where you can't purchase the games again, but if you did purchase them, they're still yours. You just... I, I, in, the, in the case of PT, you can't re-download it. <sighs> but by and no. large, it's been fine. Also, video games are a fairly new medium, so that's kind of what freaks me out. The, when I have to trust a server farm somewhere, I don't know that 20 years down the road that that game is still going to be accessible, especially if it's a small game. You know, licensing issues and things like that could come into play as well. Whereas if I own a physical copy, again, barring 
the disc breaking or the cartridge breaking or, you know, damage or rot, I know that I can go back to that. And frankly, if there is damage or rot, I can blame myself as opposed to being upset with anyone else. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that for yeah. me, there's more, there's more like closure there of like, okay, I'm the, idiot. I'm the reason why I can't play my video game. Not them. If it's their fault, then that frustrates me more. <laughs> I'm more lenient with myself than I am with other people. Yeah. I think too, like, well, and the, the, like speaking of other people, I think like that's, that's another thing. Like the, the fact is, you can't now you can do like the share play thing on, on mm-hmm. PSN, but you can't lend somebody mm-hmm. a game yep. digitally. Yeah. Like I, you within the last couple of months, actually, you remember you sent me a copy of the wonderful one one mm-hmm. after I found out that my copy was no bueno. It was a cup of poo. Uh, it was It was a giant cup of poo. <laughs> Inside joke. That's an uh, that's that's a that's a bit of an inside joke. The um, bro has got it. Yes, they'll they'll laugh. They they might chuckle. Um, but you know you can't do that with digital stuff. And I mean, again, it's sort of that physicality. I think about that mm-hmm. that PS4 when basically Sony was dunking on Microsoft about like the DRM yeah. online on yep. uh, all the time thing, and they're like, here's how you you know borrow games for playstation 4 and the guy just hands him a disc and it's, and it's like and they both just sort of look at the camera and i was like i was like oh that is such a savage burn yeah but like and and that's some of the danger is like here's here's the thing these companies actually want us to move to a digital storefront yep. for a lot of re- and, and digital means for a lot of reasons one they control the markets Mm-hmm. like they they'll like once it's all digital they'll control every and uh, this is not like this is not tim fat uh tim fat oh jeez tim foil you know tim yeah know, tim ferris hat this is not tim foil hat conspiracy theory stuff this is just like sort of like use your brain a little bit think ahead and look at the models we already have there will be maybe several platforms available. Like maybe you'll have like an EA access or something like that. Are there different services that you can sign up for access to whatever? But Sony makes money on every dollar you spend through the PlayStation Network, mm-hmm. period. They, they make money on that. End of story. Microsoft will make money on that. End of story. And those those revenue streams will actually be a lot easier they're a lot easier to maintain like physical production is expensive yeah i i think honestly in this coming generation we're going to see the the price of games go up Hmm. okay but i think when you talk about digital distribution a lot of the middleman like you don't have to worry about burning anything you don't have to worry about marketing anything you don't have to worry about the plastic case you don't have to worry about getting into a retailer you, there's a whole pile of costs that just yep. disappear yep and so that's a lot more money that sony you know especially when it comes to first party stuff that sony doesn't have to give anybody else yeah that microsoft doesn't have to give anybody else that nintendo doesn't have to give anybody else mm-hmm. and and the, the thing is like I'm, I'm i'm not trying to be crass and again we talked about this a little bit in the bro hang but there are those people who's like my art is sacred it's beautiful and it's like listen if it's not making money and it's not paying your bills then it's not 
you know, we, we, we've talked about video games as art from time to time, but at the end of the day, these companies are there to make money. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, you know, they'll lock you into, into these systems and into these programs. And I'm not saying like, Hey, you know, at some point in time, we'll probably all be there maybe, or maybe not. Like, I honestly think like once it's like, we have no choice, but digital, like that's probably when I'm just like, I start tapping out when I'm like, ah, this isn't worth it to me anymore. Yeah. And, and frankly, like not to be, not to be too weird or anything. I have enough crap in my backlogs right yeah. now that yeah. it's like, it's not going to be the end of the world and it's video games. So again, even there, not the end of the world, <laughs> you know, I can live without video games for a little bit, but, um, you know, Jesse, we just had Jesse on. And he talked about collecting and just how, like, you know, he actually reached out to me and, you know, just based on circumstances, he, you know, he, he shared with me that he had to sell, uh, you know, let's, uh, just a moment of silence. Uh, he sold one of his chrono triggers I to think you, the, the sealed one. No, not oh. to me. Oh, okay. Just a moment of silence. God, too young, too young, too. Oh my god! Oh, all right, enough of that. <laughs> um, this is enough. That's enough. No tears shall be shed. Be man. Um. But, you know, like the collecting aspect of it, like, I mean, one, like the physical games that I do own, uh, I really like steel books and I buy them for mm-hmm. the games that I really like. All right. I try to do that, that persona five Royal steel book. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, a persona five steel book. Um, hopefully <laughs> at some point in time. <laughs> Wait, what was that? It was because you just said you own persona five steel book. And you want to get Persona Five Royal and Steelbook too? It's just, it's just funny to me. Mm, yeah, <laughs> don't judge me. Don't judge me. Um, but I, I just look at that, you know. And and the thing too is like uh, talking about sales. Sometimes, especially with like GameStop, like a game, like well, I brought up the fact that like I bought Anthem for five dollars physically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like sometimes if you just wait long enough. Like the physical versions of this stuff, just like, unless you're Nintendo and then the price, like, it's just like things are 20 years old and they're still selling for $60, which just, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think Nintendo will be like, and and somebody else, like I was listening to a podcast today and they were actually talking about like, I think with just like Nintendo and price adjustment and everything else. So like, do you think, what Nintendo does next generation to me, like, is is very interesting. Like, hmm. I'm like, what are they going to? How are they going to react to? I think all of the sort of the because I, I think we're on the sort of cusp of some real sea change kind of level stuff. Yeah. Um. As as far as just gaming goes, but I mean, like I said, we we've both sort of talked about like f- physical is our preference, mm-hmm. and that a lot of times a lot of the reasons I do sort of go with digital is it's a matter of convenience mm-hmm. um and it's 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 usually stuff that doesn't matter all that much to me yeah you know it's it's kind of yeah. like yeah it's just it just is an interesting i think especially in light of again that that physical 
skew and then the digital only skew here. And I, I, Microsoft has done something similar with the Xbox One. I imagine they'll probably do something similar, like again with a Series X. It's just, it's, it's just, there's some things to consider that I know that, you know, and it, this is not a judgment. There's no, like, we're not assigning moral value or anything here. We're just mm-hmm. saying, like, these are some of the, the questions that I think are worth asking and work, worth wrestling to. Because part of this whole, like, being a good steward, you know, is is utilizing your money well. Mm-hmm. And so you, you just have to sort of look at what you want to get out of this thing and then act wisely in pursuit of that. Yeah, I, you know, it's like there, there is like there is a point besides just like, well, we like having. I mean, I have a giant pile of stuff hiding underneath my, you know, in the in the the cupboards underneath. And I mean, I, I'm that way even with like Blu-rays and stuff. Like, I watch yeah. a lot of Netflix. I watch yeah. like Hulu. But if there there is some stuff that I'm like, nope, I want this physically so that I own it and I can watch it whenever I want. I don't have to worry about it sort of being kicked out of rotation on Netflix or kicked right. out of rotation on Hulu or not available because I don't have my subscription to Disney plus up to snuff or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Going back to price for a second. Um, I'm old enough to remember, uh, back when like digital gaming was a new thing and the buzz that I was a part of was like, this could, you know, change the industry where you don't see every game priced at $60. Like because of what you talked about, the distribution yeah. channels being, you know, essentially cut down, like the publishers would then pass that savings on to you, the consumer, right? 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 Well, that, that, that to never To be fair, to be mm-hmm. fair, like I, Sean Layton actually recently talked about this whole pricing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Layton works for Sony. He's one of their big muckety mucks. Uh, he tweeted out about it. And the, the, pr- the, like, especially when it comes to like the AAA stuff, the pricing, like the, the, the price to make those games mm-hmm. has actually doubled yeah. each console generation. Okay. So there is a bit of like a kickback, especially in those AAA titles. But what I think the the interesting possibility here that I think one of the 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 the, the benefits of digital gaming, and again, this is not like new to me. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like I'm just operating as an aggregate. I sort of listen to a lot of stuff and I sort of filter a lot of stuff. Yeah. Is that providing like a sliding scale model, like a AAA game, like you know, like I, uh, frankly, a lot of people th- that I listened to were sort of thinking that. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 might be the first game to really push a, a higher price point mm. because Rockstar spent a ton of money making yeah. that game. Yeah. Uh, I, I think some estimates put it at half a billion dollars. Oh my goodness. In in <laughs> making crazy. that game. Now they've also made a ton of yeah. <laughs> money off of it. And they also make go. a ton of money off of GTA 5 Well, online. yeah, they're milking the snot but out of that. Th- I mean, they're, they are not hurting. Right. It, you know, but at right. the same time, it's sort of saying, well, you have this premiere experience. There's hundreds of hours of content in that game if you want it. Why shouldn't you pay 75? Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't you pay 80? Is it is it worth that? And I mean, ultimately worth is something that is, is like, that is assigned value in the eyes of the consumer. Right. Right. Exactly. Cause we're capitalists. 
Um, and and I agree. Like video, the price of video games has not kept up with inflations. Inflations. Wow, I feel I sound like an idiot with inflation. You sound in like general. you sound like me. There you go. The, you know, it's, there you go. Welcome it's catching. to the backlog it's catching. breakdown. Uh, the the but, stupid is catching. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you go to GameStop's website right now, okay, what's okay? Take Persona Five Royal for example. Okay, um, the new game is going to be on sale for forty bucks. The used game is going to be on sale for thirty eight dollars. And the digital game that for a digital code is going to be $59.99. That's what I'm saying is like, why are digital versions of games? I'm saying if there's, if that argument could be made if the game was digital only and it was $60, but I'm saying if you can go to a store and buy a physical copy of the game for 60 and it's also on the PSN for 60, like, why is that the case? Why isn't it? five dollars off you know ten dollars off because it's cutting off that distribution channel you know i think it's just recouping costs right you know i'm, it, I'm just, saying just saying like they're not passing that off onto the consumer in general no no but i think well i think on the other side though like and sort of that just sort of go back i think what we're going to see is sort of like an emerging mid-tier yeah and again i'm just saying this but like we're going to see like there will be like a 40 hour sort of experience or a, not for like a 15 hour, $40 yeah. experience. I don't think or, anyone you know, is going to pay 60 bucks for goodbye volcano high. You know, I hope not. I hope <laughs> not. I mean, Josh, Josh, I mean, there are probably some weirdos. Oh, out there who'd be whoa. Like, I okay. Need this in my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I need anthropomorphic dinosaurs that are poorly drawn <laughs> in my life. Uh, right do I now. sound a little bit like passive aggressive or nasty <laughs> or mean or condescending? Good. Definitely. Don't play that game. <laughs> Don't play it. The, the same. Uh, th- it was. It, it was with my family. What th- we were talking about PS Five, and I had to just show them the. Um, I had to show my brother the 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 ad for that game, and <laughs> his eyes were wide, just like what is going on? <laughs> it's nightmare it's fuel. It's great. It's as scary as that picture of the bear with it, no uh, hair that I sent you. <laughs> bear with no hair, hairless bear. Um, hairless make a, bear, nightmare fuel. <laughs> make a video game out of those. Why not? In high school, <laughs> hairless bears in high. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, the thoughts that I don't want to have in my brain ever. Um, I'm going to go take it's a brain shower <laughs> real quick. I'm just going to pour <laughs> bleach in my ear. <laughs> Let's watch. And just, then just drew like, do you ever watch the movie pie? No. Uh, this was Darren Aronofsky PI. Uh, uh-uh. it's about Life like a, it's like a sort of an indie film sort of like, it's about a guy. He's a mathematics genius. And, uh, I mean, it's an older film, so like, listen, if you don't want to hear a spo- spoiler for Pi, you know, he eats uh, it. Skip the next like 15 seconds, but at one point in time, he just like, in order to stop going insane, he takes a drill to his brain. Oh, dang. Gives himself, like, lumbotomizes himself with yeah. a drill. Yeah. Dang. So, so uh, what? Spoilers over for Pi. What, what kind of Pi is it, though? Math Pi. Oh. That's the worst kind it's, of pie. It's numbers pie. It's, it's Why would I want to watch that? <laughs> it's so functional and just, it's like, it's just boring. Um, 
All right. So th- th- at this point, we're kind of circling the drain with with our well, ideas. No, I, think, I know. I'm I think kidding. there's I'm like kidding. we're talking about like that value thing. I yeah. think there's a lot of like balancing that needs to happen in the market in regards to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but potentially the one of the the be- the the benefits to a more digital model is that some of the, we could see a much more flexible market. I think in some ways, especially when it comes to new games. Mm-hmm. You know, again, the the used and secondhand stuff, it's like, or even the stuff that's been out for six months or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like, you know, it's, it's just, I'm just a guy talking into a microphone. I don't know anything. You know, I mean, I'm just a podcaster. I, I know nothing. Well, I'll, I'll say to your first point, I am not convinced because I don't see, uh, I, I don't see publishers like rushing into a, a middle market right now. I mean, like, unless it's pure indie game, I don't see AAA experiences uh, trying out different pricing models unless I, they're purely higher. I think. I think the thing is like, just by very nature of what what's probably going to be rolling out, the middle mm-hmm. market will have to reestablish itself. Okay, you know, yeah. like, uh, well, you look at like what THQ Nordic has done, right? Mm-hmm. And they've like, or what it, I think they've rebranded and there's something else now entirely. Uh, I could be wrong there. I'm I'm not a news guy, people. I'm just you know I I soak up a bunch of stuff and then I. I, I squeeze my brains a little bit, and this is the crazy that comes go. out. Um, a drill might help. A drill, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lobotomize myself <laughs> um, with some math pie. Um, but, wow. Okay, we got grim real quick. Um, I think the the middle market will sort of reemerge and we're going to see a lot more of like the i there and again other people have said this and i just Mm. think there's something about it that sounds true and right to me um and just makes sense like it's not just like oh i think this sounds good it's like there's a sort of a a line a commonsensical line that sort of like you know sort of pulls through this thing i i will say i just have not seen it um, I say that I can think of, I can count on one hand the times that I've seen it. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, uh, that infamous whatever. Didn't they just do one with a with a Wolfenstein one that that was like the brother and sister the, or whatever? Uh, no, the two sisters. It's oh, okay, like they were both sisters. Sort okay. of like Young Blood. Is there you go. Young there blood. you go. Young Blood. So. so if that's what you're talking about, like 10 hour experiences, then okay, that, that might emerge. I'm just not convinced that any longer than that, that, you, that you're going to see much there. It remains to be seen. We shall see. I, I'm just not convinced at this point because I think the, I think the publishers would rather uh, fall on the argument of like, well, games should be more expensive, so we're still going to charge you sixty bucks. And yeah, but it's not going to like the thing is it's not going to like even digitally. I, I don't know. I don't see them the publishers themselves getting like all that bigger of a cut digitally. Uh, I mean, like most of that money is going to go to the people th- that you buy, like whatever okay. marketplace yeah. you buy it from. They're going to like reap the most benefits and it's yeah. not to say that the publisher isn't going to get maybe an additional like you know sort of cut of the, the 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 pie so to speak 
but it's just I, I and again I have no idea yeah. what the back end of any of that stuff looks like. Right. I'm just sort of like going off of like what I've heard and sort of like other sort of more informed sources who who sort of speak into these things. I I just sort of think that like I think there's going to be some shakeups and we'll just see. Like I, I mean like but like to be fair, here's the thing: you have like The Last of Us Two just came out, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like 15 to 20, I, I forget, it's like maybe 20, 25, 30 hours or something like but this highly polished Schindler's List-esque experience, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the torture porn is apparently divine, you know, like where it's just like murdering people is just like, it's it's glorious and gory and super depressing. Glorious. It's it's glorious, and it <laughs> makes yeah. I like that. I like that. That um, was that a portmanteau when you take two words and you throw them. Together? I I can't remember. Anyways, I like that. Um, but it's one of those things where like that game's sixty bucks, brand new. It's not super long, and this even mm-hmm. sort of goes back to a, a conversation we've had, like you know, like equating directly equating length to value yeah. is sort of like silly because something like. The Last of Us 2, which is a much tighter sort of well-defined narrative issue, is frankly, in my opinion, worth more, period, than, I don't know, Fallout 76 or, or mm-hmm. just pro- Destiny 2, any games as a service. But that games as a service, you know, you might be able to pick it up for free and then they they whack you. For, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. there's so much in there, like, because we're, we're starting to brush up on, like, really the 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 value propositions yeah of of these games and that's that's not really i think like the thing is like there are benefits to owning things physically and there are benefits to owning things digitally there are also negative aspects that need to be taken into consideration yeah i like i said i do think and again this is all this is all speculative if there is even a next console cycle or console generation um, I, I, well, I'm sure Nintendo's going to always just be making something for us to buy mm-hmm. because Nintendo's going to Nintendo. Um, but going forward, th- this is at least for the mindful consumer and the mindful gamer and for the believers, you, you know, we like if you're going to play video games and we, we, we need to be mindful. We need to be thinking about these things. We need to be having these conversations because if you if you're not measuring these things, if you're not sort of like tracking these things, if you're not thinking through these things, the the potential to be wasteful and foolish is much more prevalent. Like it like if you if you don't think through it, there, there's just there's some interesting stuff in all this. And I just like I said, me personally, and you, and even with you, I'm gonna stick with digital as long as or not digital. Oh, <laughs> I'm a the, physical the boy. Yeah, you're a physical boy. Mm-hmm. We don't like this digital noise, mm-hmm. or we we're not like anti-digital, but you know what I'm saying. But it's, right. it's just I think it's 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 something that think about these things, like ask yourself these questions, like what am I looking for? I mean, like like our buddy Wes, we we brought him up earlier because you know he got me into Ultraman because mm-hmm. that's the kind of nice mm-hmm. guy he is. Um, thank you again, Wes. It was absolutely phenomenal recommendation. Mm. Love the mess out of that, but. He's he's like he's thinking about becoming an early adopter with the PS5 and he's he's looking at the digital 
only experience. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Uh, I know our buddy Micah tends to, I think, do pretty much everything digitally. Okay. Um, and so yeah, I could be wrong there, I, but I, I think he pretty much is just like, he's pretty much full on digital, but they're also sort of, they've thought these things through and they have mm-hmm. their reasons. And, and I just, I just want to encourage anybody listening to this to just think through it. And so like, these are some of the, the things that need to come up in that process. That's all. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the, the only things that I would add kind of, uh, towards the end here is, um, something like we talked about sales and we talked about how there are some great digital sales, uh, that go on. And and that's part of the reason why I have a digital, uh, collection as well is based on those sales. Um, but there is also an arc that's generally followed as well with the cost of game. Like right now you can get original Xbox games dirt flipping cheap because no one's buying them right now. Um, so, so it, it all, it's cyclical, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, but that also brings up the fact that you can resell a physical game and you can't do that digitally at least right now. You know, whether or not they'll be, you know, it, Sony will institute some sort of a trade-in system. That could be kind of cool. Although I, I, you know, I don't really see I them. I doubt it. Right, right. I don't see them doing that. Um, but that is something that you can do physically if you're not. So the, there's two things here. You know, you can either go the route that I'm going where like, no, I want to hold on to my game. Like I buy them physically to hold on to them. You could also go the route of, Hey, I'm going to buy a $60 game when it comes out, uh, play it for the first couple weeks and finish it and sell it for 40. You know, then I only paid 20 bucks for that game and, and you could continuously do that. Um, so it does give you options. Like there's an entire secondhand market. I mean, (laughs) there are entire video game chain stores, nod, wink, uh, that are built on the (sighs) model of (laughs) secondhand video games. We've seen how like that. I mean, like the, their exploitative practices, GameStop. <clears throat> right. Um, yeah. Well, and and frankly, the, the secondhand market is dwindling in profitability. And that's why they, you know, half the store, yeah. if not more, is trinkets. So it, it, they're catering to the people that would actually buy physical stuff because they want more physical stuff. Totally get it. But there, that secondhand market would not exist if everything was purely digital. Um, so that, I mean, that's just another consideration. And then finally, I would be remiss if we did not mention, um, collecting as an investment. If you want to learn more about that, listen to our previous episode with Jesse Knopp, where he talked about, you know, the, the, the amazing finds that he has of older physical games. And again, you couldn't do that if they were just digitally, Yeah, you can't collect in the sense of uh, building up a a collection, and again, in my case, to pass down, but in in another case, to sell, like to actually um, invest in for the sake of the future. You know, all all things considered, you know, considering that it's going to increase or at least retain its value. Which, if you know, if the market does continue to go the digital route. I could see that increasing if if you think of things like limited run games where you know they get scooped up really quickly and then they're 
resellers selling them for a lot more than what they originally sold for just because they came in a limited run. So there are other things to consider there as well, but I would say that physical definitely has the advantage in, you mentioned sharing games with friends, but also with selling games, um, you know, trading and things like that, uh, that you can't do digitally, at least not right now. Again, there, there's, there are options for the future, but I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't foresee anyone implementing that as of now, just because there's no incentive, frankly. <laughs> let me, let me check my magic eight ball here. It says does not look good. <laughs> yeah. I don't have an, a magic eight ball. I just, that's me prognosticating. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, it yeah, would be it just, something like buy this publisher's game and get a ten percent discount off this other publisher's game. You know, the, because well, and it's it's like the the whole move to digital really is about sort of like creating these more streamlined sort of revenue streams. Yeah, streamlined revenue streams. That's not Stream. lower than, but it's 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 about just sort of like you know opening up the pipeline, and the, they're really unless there's just some sort of like major blowback with the consumer, they're not, they're probably not interested in even looking into something like that. Yeah. So it's not to say that it's impossible. It's just to say that it's probably pretty unlikely. It is improbable. Yes. It will improbably not happen. (laughs) Improbably not happen. I'd have to improbably not happen. That's an interesting construction. Yeah. Mm. You know, me and my apartment, Paul Meadows, Portament. Your palm olive oils? (laughs) Yes. The pimento cheeses. Those. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) What? You mean you don't want a pimento Mm. cheese sandwich? Mm. Uh. I'm All sorry. right. Well, I I I think we're just about physically digitaled out. See, I'm not even making any sense anymore. But that's just well, how I mean, some of these I, things go. I appreciate that attempt. I I, I appreciate sort of that that valiant stab. Thank um, you. At, at of of an attempt I, of of trying to bring it all back together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just falling apart. It's crumbling in my hands. But if you have any other suggestions, it's, it's or you... vanishing into the ether. Oh man, it's gone. It's ephemeral. It's it's digital. It's just ones and zeros, and that's <laughs> how you're listening to it. Uh, but if you have any better ways for us to end this podcast, you can send them to us a ton of different ways <laughs> digitally. Oh, uh, on Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast. You can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. We have our Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club on Facebook. We've got a Discord server that we're hanging out in all the time. Uh, just ping us for a link to that. Um, or you just ping us personally on any kind of social media platform. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, GG, all that fun stuff. I generally go by Broccolope. I mean, I have a fairly unique last name. So if you just search Josh Broccolo, you'll probably find it. But Broccolope is generally... Uh, well, it is spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. There you go. Yep. That's so, it. If, if you've had fun hanging out with us, even though there, there are times where we can admit that we don't make much sense, 
Um, there are tons of ways that you can support us. You can rate and review the podcast on your different podcast catchers or on Apple Podcasts. Um, I hope that you're subscribed. If you like it here, you should do that because we put out episodes every single dang week. Not full episodes all the time, but you know. You know what I mean. We're putting out content, guys, every week into your ear holes. Um, so share it with your friends if you think they would enjoy our content in their ear holes as well. Because sharing is caring. Oh, don't you care? I hope you Do, care. You should care for your friends. Yes, for their you sake. Should, you should like them. Care for and them. Care for them. Else, why are, why are they your friends? You should trade games with them. Let them borrow your games be, and share podcasts. Be, and tell them about tell them about our podcast. There be a better go. friend. Oh, Come on now. Come on. Be a better friend. Share the podcast. I love it. Uh, and if you want to support us financially, we do also have a Patreon. And there are a couple different uh, perks that you get if you're a patron. Um, we do have our bro hangs, which is just kind of rants and raves about all kinds of different stuff that usually goes long because <laughs> if you know us, you know we're bad at brevity. Um, but also a private Discord channel that we have going on that we're always chatting it up in there as well. Um, but we do have that Patreon if you want to support us financially. It's pretty easy to find. I'm pretty sure it's just patreon.com slash the backlog breakdown, if I recall correctly. Mm, that sounds about right. Something, something like that. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm ready to physically go take a nap. Yes. <laughs> there will be nothing digital about uh, the way that I sort of enter into exhaustion. The, um, I, I just have one more question. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Ooh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's, it, it's a good book. It's fun. I, I enjoyed it. It is. I mean, I say fun. It might not be the right word, but I enjoyed but, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it is worthwhile. It yeah. is worthwhile. Well, now that we have sort of exhausted all of our words and thoughts mm. and things. And and now that we're <sighs> exhausted as well. We are exhausted. This is the downsides to being physically constructed individuals <laughs> versus digital interfaces and intelligences is that uh, we have sort of come to the end of our rope. And so, Josh- what should they? We've done all the things that we can and should do for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from like going and just, you know, basically word by word dictating how they should live their lives, which mm-hmm. honestly, if they had brains in their heads, they probably wouldn't listen to me at all <laughs> in that regard. Um, no, but um, you know, we've done the things that we came to do. What should they do? You guys, keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. And the final word goes to Ultraman Geed. Geed! <laughs> I've never seen I, the I show, no, so I didn't know he did that. Wow, he does. He does that. He does like it's, it's like he goes. You go, I go. Here we go. Geed. 
Nice. It's it's a it's an interesting little like Wesley's probably just gonna like he's gonna hear that and he's either going to love it or hate it. We will see. We will see. 